Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. It's Wednesday, and you must be drunk. There's football tomorrow. <laughs> this hasn't really, and, and it never really is publicized all that much, but yeah, there is a Thursday night football game. Now, it doesn't involve the pros. It does involve the colleges. And what they do with the East-West Shriners All-Star game is kind of jockey it around to where they get the best TV coverage. Well, they've been on weekends in the past, played it out in Las Vegas the last couple of years, used to play it at the old defunct Keysar Stadium in San Francisco, and back then it was a really big deal. It still is for the Shriners. Anyway, the East-West All-Star Game is tomorrow night, and it's in Frisco, Texas. They're playing at the what they call the Ford Center at the Star that's in Frisco. That's the Dallas Cowboys training camp is what it is, and they have a... <laughs> They have a facility that's pretty doggone good, as you might expect. Anyway, this is an annual showcase for the NFL draft. That and the Senior Bowl are the two big producers of individuals who on whom the scouts can take a look. So the scouts will be there in great abundance. That's tomorrow night. But so will the TV audience. Now, specifically where, I don't know, but it will be on TV. East-West All-Star Game and usually features some really high-caliber college players. Yeah, and then you kind of know who uh, might be going to the top Correct. of the draft in April. So and it's it just blows my mind. We haven't even finished the season yet, and we're already starting to think about that. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of other teams, except for two, are right now. That's for sure. Well, there are two who are not. Yes. And so I, know can tell you that, I can tell you who that are. Those those teams are. Anyway, a pair of baseball signings involving some older guys getting new uh, new gear on. Let's it? hear it for the old guys. Absolutely, thirty nine year old Justin Turner. Now, those who are involved in baseball know who he is. When he was with the Dodgers, big, bushy, red beard, played third base. Good, good, solid hitter. Well, eventually the Dodgers decided he was expendable. Sent him to the Boston Red Sox last year, and he had a pretty good year for them. Had 23 homers and 96 RBIs. Well, he has also been jettisoned. He's 39 years old. So they decided, well, he might ought to pack it up. But no, the Toronto Blue Jays have signed him to a one-year contract for $13 million. So Justin Turner is still in there. The other one is a 32-year-older. Not particularly old, but middle-aged for a player. And his name is Adam Frazier. And Adam Frazier was with the Baltimore Orioles last season. And they had a great year. Frazier played mostly second base, but he's a utility infielder, and he has been signed by the Kansas City Royals. Two years, four and a half million dollars. That is an upshot for Kansas City. He'll help. He's not going to carry the franchise on his shoulders, but Adam Frazier will help that ball club. Congratulations to them, and I think you're right about that. Uh, Price is right, too. Tennessee football, not looking too good for those guys. This is this is really interesting, too, because Tennessee has been accused of violations of nil, the name, image, and likeness. Oh, wait a minute, how do you violate rules there? There are no rules. But the NCAA has come down with kind of a variable level of policies on how that is, how this to be determined. Folks, the nil, or the name, image, and likeness, is paying the players to produce for them. They do commercials or speak to clubs or do something in which they can earn some money. And the money can be out of sight. They're getting very, very rich, some of these. Well, you're not allowed to use the nil as an enticement to come to that college. You can't say, hey, we'll pay you a million dollars or something to come here and play football for us. You can't do that. 
Well, Tennessee is apparently accused of doing something like that. They strongly deny the charges. So we'll see what happens, see how far that goes. We shall see, and it doesn't really matter, though, because, you know, it could be NCAA violations all day, and you can still win a national championship, am I right? Uh, How about Michigan? Thank you, Am I right? (laughs) And tonight's a big night, some college basketball games on the court. Especially for the area teams, this is a very big one. The Bears, who are riding the crest of a, it it looks meager right now, but a two-game winning streak. And that says something because the Bears have not had a good start to the 2024 season, at least this portion of it. They have two straight wins now, one of which was a week ago tonight, and that was a double overtime come-from-behind win over Drake. That was big. Bears beat Valparaiso on Saturday. Valpo is not very good. Tonight, playing a good team, and you go on the road to Carbondale to play Southern Illinois. The Bears, Missouri State, and back in the old days, Southwest Missouri State, and Southern Illinois had a great rivalry and still do. Of course, they're conference members now, except that the Bears and Salukis only play during the regular season one time this year. The only team on their schedule that they play once. Now, that doesn't include the tournament. Could happen again. But this will be the only game of the year. Southern Illinois is pretty good. As a matter of fact, they have reverse records. Southern Illinois is 6-4. and four. The Bears are 4-6. and six. That's one of the big games, and they'll play at the Banter Center in Carbondale. The other game in the area is extremely interesting, too, at the Mizzou Arena up in Columbia. Missouri is still looking for its first conference win of the season. They are 0-7 in the Southeastern Conference. Neither the pundits and certainly not Coach Dennis Gates thought this would happen at all. Who are they playing? How about the Razorbacks tonight? Missouri and Arkansas. And Arkansas, folks, a lot was expected of them. They're one in six in the conference. Between these two teams, there is one win in the conference season. Oh my, something has to give tonight. So we'll see two very interesting games. Man, I know the uh, Tigers just flying high after that football season, but then to start a basketball season, they thought they were going to also do good and to have this kind of return on that investment, not so good. Uh, well, of course, most of us in the entire world are waiting for a professional football game a uh, week from the Sunday. A lot of racing fans are happy their uh, series is coming back uh, next month. It begins this weekend. Now, it begins this weekend with what's essentially an exhibition. It is not a points-gaining race, but it's something that's kind of clever, too. This is the Bush Clash, which in the past has been held in Daytona, Florida. uh, Au contraire, that's not happening yet. It didn't happen last year. Drew 65,000 fans, and they'll draw about that many this year, too. The Bush Class, folks, is in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Now, that's <laughs> that's hardly the size of a racetrack, but they have designed the course around the football field and around the track facility. Coliseum's a large place, not that large, but indeed, the fans turned out last year. They saw a pretty exciting little race, a, a good start to the season, and that will occur this Saturday and Sunday. They have the warm-ups on Saturday in Los Angeles, and then the championship is on TV Sunday evening. So... This is a big deal. The Bush Clash Coliseum, Los Angeles, and it is this weekend. And then it's racing on. The green flag falls for the rest of the season. 
All right, last but not least, uh, when am I going to be able to take my uh, weekend off before the insanity next weekend, taking my nap during golf this weekend? This is, a, this is one of the big ones, one of the winter classics that they have on the PGA Tour, which is now in the main 48 states. Been in Hawaii, but now they're back in California. But this one might be a little damp because they are playing golf at Pebble Beach, which is just outside. It's in the Carmel Peninsula, which is near San Francisco. And this is a big deal because this is the old Crosby Clambake. It's a pro-am. It's called the AT&T Pro-Am now, and it involves everybody. First of all, the top prize is $20 million. That focuses a lot, and that attracts all the big names of golf. Justin Rose is the winner from last year. He won in 2023. So they all tee it up, and they'll play several courses out there. They'll play Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill and some of the really difficult courses. Then they all get together on Sunday and play Pebble Beach. But it's also one that includes the amateurs. And I remember very well back in, I want want to say it was 1990 or 91, somewhere around there, where a Springfield amateur team and pro, the pro was Payne Stewart, the amateur was Jim Morris, they won the doggone thing. And that's a big, big deal. Anyway, that's the Pebble Beach Pro-Am that comes up this weekend. Uh, That means that uh, kid who just won that tournament not too long ago is going to compete. He can play. He can play in this one, and he has turned pro now. Well, (laughs) I'm not surprised after seeing that amount of money that he missed out on. Ned, you have a good Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow.